Great. So let's let's get into the word here. Uh, last week, I, uh, so we've been talking about faith. We've been talking about, you know, what is faith for? What am I using faith for? We'll call, we're called to live by faith, which doesn't mean to be surviving and believing for our next meal. It just means that we're, we're using faith to see the invisible and obtain the impossible because that's what God's called us to do, is to do amazing things in life. And so, um, you know, likelihood is, is that if you don't need faith for where you're at in life or what you're doing or something that's coming up, that you really don't need God. And it could be so easy, especially living in a country like this, because, you know, first world country, and, and, and it's so amazing that you don't know what it is like to not have some of those things. Right? On Wednesday night, we were, you know, we were praying for Afghanistan and, and, and that whole thing. And, you know, um, I think it's easier to relate because you see the stuff on the news. You see the images, the video, the things. And obviously, it's not the same as being there. We don't really know exactly everything happening there. But, um, but it's easier to relate and to feel a little bit of that and realize, wow, like, we, we do have it really good here, you know. And so... Um, I just want to encourage you to, you know, produce thankfulness in your heart for, for those things, but also to think like, okay, you know, if I was in Afghanistan, believe me, you'd be living by faith right now, right? The protection of the Lord. You'd be confessing Psalm 91 and, and speaking out loud and writing it over your walls and, and declaring it over your family. Why? Because, like, you need a a certain kind of protection there right now. They're targeting churches. They've written letters to the churches and they've said, we know who you are, we're coming for you. You know, women, young girls, children, you know, are in danger. You know, they're, it's, it's horrible what's happening there. So we're praying for divine intervention, for angels being sent. Uh, and, and just, you know, when you're in a situation like that, you know, I, be, I believe, you know, faith can do great, great things. You know, and we see it on the Bible over and over. And, and thankfully... We don't need those kind of miracles, right? But it doesn't mean that we don't need God because God has called us to do things, you know, that are too great for us. When you think about him, like, wow, that's a big dream. That's a big vision, God, right? Well, it's because it takes God and it takes faith to accomplish it. And so we've been talking about faith. What are we using our faith for? And last week I started talking about faith for healing, right? And I started telling my story and my journey um, I don't wear this brace because it looks good, uh, you know. Um, if you didn't see me, I was uh, I was in really bad shape a few months ago. Uh, I was on a walker for a long time, um, just really bad. I had a really bad uh, dirt bike accident. <clears throat> I was doing a triple flip on the air. <laughs> ah, why'd you laugh so quick? <laughs> yeah, right, the story gets better every week. And um, anyways, this happened. So it was, a, it was a really, really bad accident. I, I tore multiple, multiple ligaments. I think all of them except the ACL. And, um, and the recovery has been, you know, a long time. But God promised me healing. He promised all of us healing, you know. And uh, I also told you how I, I, I'm used to seeing instant miracles happening. I'm used to, like, I've seen, you know, instant blind eyes open. I've seen uh, deaf ears, deaf ears open up instantly. I've seen people get out of wheelchairs. I've seen, you know, uh, I've seen all these kinds of things. So 
um, I really can't teach everything I taught last week, otherwise we won't go forward. But last week I started talking about all the principles that I started applying to my life, things that I've been teaching for decades. And now I was like, I need these things for my own life. And I didn't see the instant miracle. I know God still heals even when it doesn't happen instantly. But what my journey is going to look like, um, it might be different than the person next to me or the person that I just prayed for. And so this is when you stand on God's promises and you go, this is still truth, even though I haven't fully experienced it. Okay. And, um, and so we talked about uh, a few things like um, I talked about different things that the Bible talks about for healing. And many times we think like, okay, it's just, you know, prayer. And if it doesn't happen, then I can't ask for prayer again because then that would mean that I didn't really believe the first time. And I'm like, no, no, no. That's religious, you know, stuff that people have told you that that is not true. You know, you can receive prayer multiple times and it doesn't mean you don't have faith and it doesn't mean they didn't have faith. It doesn't it doesn't mean that, you know, when we, we need to do everything by faith, you know, even singing these songs. I remember coming to church after four weeks. This is one of the big things that helped me uh, move forward in, in many aspects. And it was coming back to church. I, I never miss church because I love church because I love the community. I love people, but I love the presence of God. And so. I was four weeks that I could not come. I was in bed. I couldn't come to church. And on the fifth week, I came to church. And I remember I cried the whole worship. Because there's something powerful and special about being in the presence of God that you just can't get by yourself. See, God put something special in the corporate worship. And so, um, and it, I remember like singing those songs, like some of the songs we sang today, you know, um, I remember singing those songs and being like, oh my gosh, like, do I really believe that? I'm coming out of that grave. I'm going to live again because right now, this is no life. You know, this kind of pain, this kind of stuff, this is no good life. You know, and I remember singing that with faith and crying, saying, I'm going to live. I'm going to live again. I'm going to come out of this grave. I'm going to come out of this dark place. I'm going to come, like, come in. And it takes faith to sing that, but it doesn't mean that when you don't need it, you shouldn't be putting faith to that, Right. And uh, so that was one of, uh, if you're taking notes, that's another huge thing that, um, that helped me move forward and experience healing was praise and worship, being in the house of the Lord, being in the presence of God. You know, sometimes people uh, think like, well, I can't go to church because I am, you know, I'm just, I'm not feeling good. And I get it. If you have flu-like symptoms, sure, stay home. But let us know. We'll pray for you, you know. But if it's like you're injured or something like that, do your best to get to church as soon as you can. Because there's something real powerful about being around community, around people that are praying for you, that are being strong for you, that are saying, hey, I have faith for you and I believe God is healing you. And all those little words and everything that people are saying is just building you up consistently. It's like, yes, oh yeah, there's hope. There's hope because you're in a, in a tough and a really, really hard place sometimes. And so... Um, so being in the presence of God and uh, being in praise and worship was something that really, really helped me um, during this time of, uh, of getting healed and getting better. Um, so praise and worship. Praise and worship is powerful. Um, we talked about laughter. You know, Proverbs 17, 22 talks about a merry heart is like medicine. 
um, we talked about vision, about how vision is important, that, that you start seeing yourself whole, healed, and doing the things you can't do before you ever experience them. Because it happens in your heart first before it ever manifests outside. So we talked about vision. We talked about, um, you know, again, receiving multiple prayer. James 5.14 you know, says to call the elders of the church, call people that have faith to come and pray for you. Um, we talked about um, Romans 10.17, how faith comes by hearing. And many times people haven't heard that God is good and that God wants to heal them. He's not looking to strike you. He's not looking for how bad you are. He already knows that. He's just saying, come, let's work on this stuff. I love you, you know. And, um, and when you haven't, you know, when you haven't heard those news, you kind of stay away. When you hear the good news, which is the gospel, which is, you know, the Bible, um, what Jesus did for us, then you can have faith for something you didn't know before. I can have faith to have a relationship with God now because I didn't know that he wasn't looking to punish me, you know. I can have faith now for healing because before I wasn't sure that he wanted to heal me or that he wanted to heal everyone. Now I am. Now I see it in the word. I see it's a promise from me. And it doesn't depend on my works. It doesn't depend on how good I am. He just loves me because I'm his child. And so when you, when you hear the word and you hear the good news and you hear the promises of God, then you can put faith on those things that before you couldn't because you didn't know. You know, the Bible says that people perish for lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge, even though sometimes it's just a casualty of not being around the right teaching or around the right people for maybe many years or maybe not growing up that way, you know, that ignorance, that lack of knowledge produces death, produces people to perish. You know, it takes away life. Can I have a different mic? I have to put this one up. <laughs> and so, um, hearing the word, faith comes by hearing. So I remember, you know, hearing good word, good report about healing. I just started listening to a lot of healing teachings. I picked up a book on healing, um, and I started reading that. And, and it's stuff that I know. But what am I doing? I'm, I'm reminding myself. I'm renewing my mind. I'm bringing those things back to remembrance, Right? So that my, my faith is actively on those things. Oh, I forgot the scripture. Oh my gosh, yes, that is true. And it continues to confirm my faith on what I'm expecting. Are you with me? So hearing the word. Um, the next one was speaking the word, okay? In um, Psalm uh, 116 verse 10, uh, King David says, I believe, therefore I spoke. And in James chapter 2, it talks about faith without works is dead. And sometimes you can actively do something by faith, like when I purchased a, an empty laptop bag. That was an action to my faith. Oh, my God, you're going to fill this one. And, uh, and then he did, you know. Uh, I was 18 years old, and it was, it was, it was an amazing story, amazing miracle for me. But, um, but uh, Psalms 116.10 says, I believe, therefore I spoke. So speaking is action to my faith also. I believe, and in consequence, because I believe inside, I speak. And that speaking is action to what I believe. 
So you want to be around people that support your faith so that when you speak by faith, they don't quench it and mock it, but they encourage it and agree with it. Right? One day I am going to do something amazing. All right, dude, you can land now. Uh-uh, I don't want to be around those kind of people. Be realistic. <laughs> All right, I want to be around those that encourage and be like, yes, God can do that. Amen. That sounds impossible. Sounds like God. Come on, let's believe for that. You know, what else can we do, you know, on our end? You know, let's continue to declare that and be in agreement and thank God for it. So speaking is part of acting in faith. So I, I'd speak a lot. I'd speak a lot, you know. And sometimes I would forget and I would feel pain and I would remember and be like, nope, nope, Jesus took my pain. Jesus took my pain. I remember uh, after the second surgery, and I'm just jumping all over, you know, the last four months, but just grab the principles, okay? Um, after the second surgery, I had a, a really horrible week of pain, and I remember uh, saying, like, no, this isn't, this isn't from God. This is horrible. You know, this is, this is torture. And uh, Isaiah 53 says, like, he took my sickness. He took my pain. He took my infirmities. He took all this stuff, you know. And so I remember just speaking over and over and reminding myself and reminding my body, Jesus took my pain. Jesus took my pain. Jesus took my pain. And some of these horrible therapies, I was... Um, you know, I was in pain, and I remember just started saying on my breath, Jesus took my pain, Jesus took my pain, Jesus, you took this pain. And uh, what happened? It's like immediate improvement. I started seeing, like, pain going from 10 to, like, 9 to, like, 8 and noticing it. Because the other big thing that I talked about last week was celebrating all the victories, big or small victories, and having people with you that celebrate them, you know? Somebody told me this morning, hey, you don't have the big, long sock. I'm like, yes, another victory. I don't have that big, long sock. I don't need it anymore. You know, look what I can do. <laughs> I celebrate every little thing because James, the book of James says that every good thing, James 1.17, every good gift comes from God. Every little thing, whether it's big or small, it comes from God. And here's the thing. If you learn how to celebrate and thank God for the small things, he'll trust you with the big ones. It's about stewardship, right? If I can thank God and celebrate the small victories, he can trust me with the bigger ones. And so speaking the word, uh, you know, and um, let me see. Um, Proverbs 18.21 says, life and death is in the power of the tongue, Right? So not just declaring by faith, but also speaking to the body, speaking to my body, okay? And um, I remember uh, Dr. Matt would say, because uh, I would get frustrated with my body sometimes and be like, I can't believe my leg is not doing this movement. I can't believe it's not doing this, it's not doing that. You know, he's like, calm down. <laughs> Speak nicely to your leg. It's like your child, <laughs> And right now, your child is going through a rough moment. So speak to it tenderly. And I'd be like, okay, I'm sorry. I love you. You've been so good to me for 37 years. 
I'm so sorry this happened to you. We're going to get out of this. You're a good leg. You're a good knee. You're going to get out of this. Because I'm not my body. Like, what? Okay, he's crazy. No, we're not our bodies. We're spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. A body is our vehicle, right? And so we need to learn to take care of it, but also speak to it, right? And speaking tenderly to it is better than speaking frustrated to it, right? Like anybody here ever talks to themselves in a not very nice way? Oh, you're so ugly. Can't believe you gained some weight. Ah, you just rebellious body, you know, always giving me trouble, always giving me pain. Like, don't talk to your body that way. Speak to, his ni- speak to it nicely. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. So speak life into your body. Speak life into your body. You know, I continue to speak life into my nerve. My nerve is slowly waking up so I can, you know, fully regain uh, motion on my foot upwards. And so, and it's coming back. And it's coming back, you know. You're like, well, why hasn't it happened? Why hasn't it happened? You know, I'll tell you, the, the Bible tells us that... Um, it is through faith and patience that we inherit the promises of God. You know, it's through faith and patience. And that's in Hebrews um, 6.12. That's how you inherit the promises of God. So sometimes it doesn't happen like that, but it is always God's will to heal. I'll tell you what, I was surprised when I was in the ER, this happened. I had like a, a moment of celebration and then a moment of... Um, What's the opposite of celebration? Okay. Discouragement, you know. Because they come in, they did, they did the x-ray, and the doctor comes in, he's like, and I'm believing, I'm speaking to my leg, I'm like, no broken bones, no broken bones, no broken bones. And he comes in, he's like, you have no broken bones. I'm like, yeah, I knew it. I'm going home tonight. I want to go home. I, I was telling everybody, I'm like, I got to preach tomorrow, so get me out of here. Get me out of here. I have to preach tomorrow. And he's, he's all confused because it doesn't make sense, like, how bad the injury was, yet no broken bones. And I'm like, I know. I, I spoke to it. I told him no broken bones. As a matter of fact, me and Carlos, I've told you this, we saw one of my bones kind of go back into place. Like, it was sticking kind of out of my jeans, not out of my, not out of my skin, but it was, like, uh, sticking out of there. And then, um, and then we saw it go back in. And when the doctors did the x-ray, they, they said the only thing we see is a hairline fracture right there. The same spot where we saw it go back in, you know. I'm like, I know. That's God. So many miracles happen that I know of and many more that I probably don't know of, of how worse it could have been. You know, one of the places I landed um, when I was there on the ground, I couldn't move. I noticed next to me a rebar just like sticking out of the ground like that. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. And so, you know, and so uh, doctor said, like, yeah, there's no, there's no broken bones. Like, that thing, we don't even do surgery. That just heals on its own. I'm like, great. Let's go. And then, you know, later on, he comes after a few minutes. He's like, ah, but we probably should do a CAT scan just to see deeper because, you know, your leg, my leg was like, it just like completely dislocated, you know. And that's when they, they did a, a CAT scan and they found out like I had torn every ligament except the ACL. And so I got discouraged. I'm like, no, this is messed up. This is not okay. But see, my surprise was that I wasn't healed because what I was expecting is full instant healing. 
And it's not wrong to expect that, right? But we should know that also, if it doesn't happen how we think it should happen or how we expected it to happen, it's not that God's not listening and it is not that he's failing to his promises. It is that there's a different way. And through faith, through faith and patience, I will inherit the promises. And that is my promise. Because every situation we're in is an invitation from God, right? Like not that he caused the situation. He did not. But when we find ourselves in, in the de- uh, valley of shadow of death, when you find yourself in the pit, when you find yourself, see, see, God didn't send Joseph into the pit. Like, he's not a mean God. God didn't tell his brothers to sell him as a slave. He didn't do that. This stuff happened because his brothers were jealous and evil. And that happened. And God's like, okay, I'm still going to use this. To take you to where I want to take you, where I've told you I was going to take you. Because God gave him dreams, right? That he was going to be a, a big leader in a big place. Did that have to be the place? No, that didn't have to be the way. But at the end, the process, the journey gave God glory because Joseph stood on God's promises. He knew who was his God. And if you're not familiar with this story, you need to go to Genesis and, and, and read the story of Joseph, right? And so the same way, you know, God doesn't put these situations on us, but he's like, okay, I have a plan. And if you trust me, we're going to get through this, and you will experience my promises. Amen? And so I was like, okay, you know, this is going to require trust because I'm going blind. I don't know what's next. I don't know how long it's going to take. All I know is that I've received my healing and it will manifest in my body, and I will walk and run and jump again. That's all I know. And as long as I know that, because that's God's promise, hope is alive in my heart, right? My spirit is up. My, my soul is, is awake, is, is alive, and it's helping my physical body get better. If you're depressed, if you're in fear, it, it affects your immune system. The government knows that. There we go. <laughs> Listen, I don't care if you get that vaccine as long as it's your choice. Do your own research as long as it's your own choice. Because last I checked, we still live in the United States of America where people get to choose what they do with their own bodies, good or bad. So, hey, if you get it, Fine. If you don't get it, fine. As long as it's your own choice, you know. Other than that, you know, we start falling into control, manipulation, you know, fear, and all those kinds of things. And you know, that's that's not how God is. God, God Himself gave us freedom to mess up, to sin, to walk away from Him, to choose lifestyles that are destructive. And He's yet with His arms open, saying, "I love you," you know, and I'm here for you whenever you want to come back. So if God Himself isn't mandating what people should do like he has a better way you know so it's a it's a personal choice but it should be a choice of each each person each individual amen pray for me i'm gonna say that in second service too we got to say the same stuff doesn't matter what service it is 
Ay, ay, ay. So, worship. Speaking the word is action to your faith. Faith and patience, that's how we inherit the promises. Um, we've talked a lot about praying in tongues and praying in the Spirit, right? Jude 1.20 says, build yourself up in your most holy faith when you're praying in the Spirit, when you're praying in tongues. How many times have I seen it? You know, whether I was in pain, whether I was down, whether I was, you know, not progressing or, or something. I remember like long periods of praying in tongues, you know, boost me out of that place, push me forward, pray in tongues. You know, people call me and, and, and they'll ask me for prayer and they're sick or something. I say, are you praying in tongues? You need to be praying in the spirit. You need to be praying in the spirit because that's how you build up your faith wherever there's air pockets of unbelief. You pray in the spirit and you're enriching your faith so there's no air pockets. You know, it's kind of like the, like the, the, um, the cereal box or the, or the bag of chips, like the extra, extra, extra large bag of chips. That is just an extra large bag of chips. There's no more chips. <laughs> See that? That's like, it's like, it's like, it's full of unbelief in there. When you're praying tongues, you fill up the bag with chips. I mean, I don't know how else to explain this, you know, but uh, God will give me more creative ways to explain this to you. You know, this is a new one. It just came up. I didn't, I didn't prepare nothing. That must have been God. Okay. <laughs> um. Here's another point. Um, this one I learned a few years ago, and, and I've done for different things in different situations, but, um, but it was definitely very helpful uh, as well um, during these last few months. And that was reading the Psalms with the purpose of finding my voice in the Psalms. Okay. Um, I learned this from Bill Johnson. He said, he said, when you're in that dark place, when you're in that, difficult situation and you have disappointment in your heart or you have questions unanswered questions or things he said start reading the psalms whether wherever you start whether you start in psalms one or you start somewhere else open up the psalms and don't stop reading until you find your voice in there and i'm gonna tell you what i found my voice many times many times in the psalms sometimes we we're afraid to i think we're afraid to complain or to say things in our prayer that are less than perfect or or how we think they should be. But when you start reading Psalms and you find some things in there, you go, whoa, King David was like, you know. He, we know King David was an amazing, strong warrior, right? But he also knew how to express himself. And he, said, he would say some things like, you're in there, you're like, yes, that's me. That's me. And so, so doing this, you know, helped me so many times. And what it, remember, it's the word of God. So the the Word of God is, is healing to your body. The Word of God, you know, whether it's in the Psalms or whatever it is, when you're reading on you're meditating on it, you know, it's healing to your body. It's healing to your soul. And so when I would read the Psalms, um, I found my voice, and then all of a sudden I would feel peace. Yeah, I would feel the presence of God. So you should try that sometime, you know. Um, if you've never done that, and, and it doesn't have to be just for healing, but whatever it is, you know, find your voice in the Psalms because what we're really looking for is peace. Sometimes our questions don't all get answered. But what we really need is peace. Because what we would receive if we got an answer would be peace, maybe. But God can give you that peace without knowing exactly the spelled out answer that sometimes we, would, we think we need to know. When we get to heaven, we'll know all things. You know, the Bible says in uh, 1 Corinthians, right now we know in part. But when we're face to face with him, we'll know fully. 
So there's some things that, not saying stop asking, but sometimes that asking and that why is causing you to suffer and is constantly torturing you. And there's just not an answer for you right now here on this earth. But in trust and by faith, we know that he knows and he cares. And that the one thing that we do need is peace. And so you start reading the Psalms, you'll find your voice and you'll find peace. Okay. Um, go with me to uh, the book of Romans chapter 8. So I've been quoting a lot of scripture. Write it down, read it on your, uh, on your own. But um, I want to I wanna go here. This is a big revelation the Lord taught me through uh, Barry Bennett. And for those of you who don't know, Barry Bennett is a awesome teacher of the word, uh, good friend. Uh, he's been here at a church, and he's a teacher at Karis Bible College in Colorado. And, um, and when I started reading his book, um, I learned something that I, I, I never knew. In Romans chapter 8, um, verse 1, we know it says, Now there, there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ. So because I belong to Christ, there's no condemnation. This is, and because you belong to Christ, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. So this gave me a new, a new promise that I hadn't realized before. What happened in the Garden of Eden when Adam sinned, right, is that death started happening to his body. Our bodies were never supposed to die. But God said, the day you eat of this, you'll surely die. And he did. He started dying. Let me say that again. Our bodies, when they were created in the Garden of Eden, Eden they were made to last forever. Like Ford. <laughs> Just kidding. They were built tough. <laughs> and, um, but when sin entered the world, then our bodies started experiencing death, decay, right? Entropy, so that Nick understands. Yeah. <laughs> they started going from a really good shape to not so good shape, okay? That's what sin did, and that's the law of sin and death, okay? But when Jesus came, he set us free from the law of sin and death, and he made all things new. He said, we're new creation in Christ Jesus. Now, does it, does it mean that our bodies never die? No, it doesn't mean that, Okay? But it means that there's a promise here for divine healing. In other words, for you to, because we are in Christ now, our bodies don't have to die. We don't have to die from sickness. That's what I'm trying to say. Because we've been set free from the law of sin and death, okay? Because I'm a new creation, that law no longer applies to me, like any promise of God that I choose to believe in. Therefore, see, when does death happen? Death happens when the spirit leaves the body, right? It's not when all the organs fail. I mean, that could cause death, right? But it's when the spirit leaves the body that death happens. But what I'm saying to you is because of this promise, okay, right here it says, uh, and because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. 
Remember we were singing just a few minutes ago? Death no longer has power over me. The grave no longer has power over me. Sin has lost its grip on me. Because the consequence of living under the law of sin and death is that my body is getting better, worse and worse and worse and worse. Right? So getting old should not be uh, something that we relate to getting sicker and in pain and, you know, decaying. Because we're no longer under that law. We're under the law of life and freedom, okay? And so it says, The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. That means that I can live till I'm 120 years old, and I should not have to expect to be blind, deaf, and handicapped. And so when I understood that, I was like, this is amazing, you know, like, because, you know, people would tell me, like, not my people, you know, other people be like, oh, yeah, you're going to have lasting results, you know, like, you always, yeah, it's a bummer. You're always going to feel that. Yeah, that's always going to stay with you. You know, I was going to, I was like, get behind me, Satan. I was like, no. Well, my body can get completely whole. And as I age, you know, I'm no longer under the uh, law of sin and death. Therefore, my body doesn't have to get worse and sick and start losing all these other things. But it could actually stay healthy until, you know, like Moses. You know, Moses, like, was strong till the day he died. How did he die? His spirit left his body. Hmm. Okay. Um, Proverbs uh, chapter 4, verse 20. Let's go to Proverbs 4.20. Again, this is a, a little different of a teaching. We're not like talking about one of these principles. I'm talking to you about how I threw everything at this thing. <laughs> See? When you're desperate, you'll throw everything at it. All right, well, I tried. I went for prayer. It didn't work, I guess. I'll just stick to pills. No. No. No, throw everything at it. Do you have any idea how much in the Bible there is about healing? How many promises? How many things like are telling you, like, this is medicine for you. This is good for your body. This is, like, do this. Ask for prayer. Believe. Stand in faith. Like, like it is good for you. There's so many things. So when, I, when this happened, I'm like, we're going to throw everything, everything that I know and everything that I haven't learned yet about healing, I'm going to throw it at this thing because I'm not staying like this. I'm not staying like this. Um, Proverbs chapter 4, sorry, and then uh, verse 20. Are you learning something today? Yeah. I hope you are because we need to get out of this sickness, you know, place. You know, we, you know how many people die of drug overdose? And I'm not talking about illegal drug overdose, but over-the-counter stuff. It's crazy. There's a lot of people on pills, and I'll be talking about this in two weeks. Not, not next week, because next week we have Ashley and Carly. It will be awesome. 
but uh, in two weeks, I'll be talking uh, more about that stuff. Um, sorry, uh, Proverbs 4.20. It says, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole to their soul? No, to their what? To their body, right? And so I also spend long periods of time, of time reading the Bible. Reading the Bible. Why? Because it is medicine to my body. It is healing to my body. I remember we did this. Uh, we learned to do this in the mission field. And uh, one of the guys even made it his excuse to stay home when he didn't want to go somewhere and be like, ah, I'm feeling a little sick. I'm going to stay back and read my Bible all day long. Tommy. <laughs> He's from New Jersey. <laughs> he might be watching. Hey, Tommy. Okay. <laughs> and anyways, um, but I learned this, you know, early on. It's like, if I'm not feeling well, I need to read more of the Bible because the Bible says it's telling me, like, God's word is healing to my whole body. You know, so I spent long periods of time reading through books and books and books of the Bible because his words are alive. And it's healing to us. So maybe you haven't been doing that, you know? What is it? You know, they say, like, throw everything at it. The kitchen sink. You know, I feel like I did that. I threw every, I'm throwing everything at it, and I'm not holding back until I see everything, everything restored. And, and, and you should get, like, almost like, not angry, because that's not really a good emotion to, you know, but motivated <laughs> because Jesus paid for that. Jesus paid for that, and he gave us all the promises. And, and yes, granted, we would all love it to just be like, be healed, and boom, be healed. But sometimes, it's an invitation to grow in our faith, you know? Like, like when you're not a baby anymore, but you're like a growing teenager who's becoming an adult, and i got to teach you how to do some things on your own because I've given you promises, I've given you power, I've given you authority, Right? Right? And I'm not going to leave you like an orphan abandoned. We're going to do this together, but I need you to take initiative. And, you know, kind of like when a, a, a teenager gets his permit, they can't drive by themselves. They have to drive with an adult, right? And so, you know, this is God with us along the journey, not just while we learn to drive, but just the rest of our lives. Uh, I took communion every day for like the first month. If you don't know why, you need to go listen to Don and Wendy's. They did communion uh, at the beginning of this month, and uh, she explained it. She has an amazing teaching on, you know, why communion is health to our bodies. You know, it's the body of Jesus. I took communion for a whole month. I remember eating the bread and, and drinking the cup and saying, thank you, Jesus. This is my healing. You paid for this already. And acknowledging that he paid for that, and eating the bread, you know, saying this is the body of Jesus that, that went through suffering so that I don't have to go through suffering. Um, you know, one of the things that says here in, in Proverbs 4.22, it says about the word, about his word, says don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. Meditating in the word is very important because we have to make sure that we don't just have high values, but that we have core values, okay? And, um, and I don't know how much of 
everything that I practiced in these last four months uh, were already core values. But when you, when you meditate on the word and when you put it to practice, what you're doing is you're making sure that anything that was just a high value becomes a core value. And let me tell you what, what the difference is. Um, a high value is something that I know is good and is true, but I'm not sure that it is for me. Okay? I know that's the truth. I know God heals. I know he wants the best for me. But when it comes down to me, I'm not 100% sure that it is for me. It's because it's a high value. You would say that's the truth. That's the right answer. You just don't know that it is for you. And they are. Because Jesus died for all of us. And his promises are yes and amen for all of us. That's what the word says. So I need to go from high value to core value. I know the right answer, but is it my, is it inside of me? Is it part of me? Am I letting them penetrate deep into my heart? Does that make sense? Okay, so I've said a lot today. I'm going to stop here. And, um, and I really, really encourage you that um, if you're struggling with something, you know, uh, maybe it's a long-standing relationship with diabetes or arthritis or something that you're just tired of uh, or something that you might have just gotten used to and uh, and it's just part of you and you have it under control and you know maybe it's just a chronic pain that just never leaves I want to encourage you to throw everything at it throw everything at it and stand firm you know, the Bible says, having done all, everything you did, now stand firm and do it again. See, we don't want to fall into um, just doing things because we're doing. And, and many times I had to check my heart and be like, okay, do I really believe this? I need to make sure I believe this. I don't want to just do stuff and say stuff. You know, I believe, therefore I speak. That's how we receive salvation. We believed, we spoke. Yes, Jesus, you're my Lord and my Savior. Thank you. Right? And so I want to encourage you, if there's stuff in your life, in your physical body, that it's just like, you know, it's there. There's no shame in, in, in asking for help. And I talked about vulnerability last week and how important vulnerability is. There's no shame in asking for help. But we need to, it doesn't matter if you're a pastor or a leader, if you've prayed for people. I have done all of that too. It doesn't matter. Ask for help. Ask for prayer. Throw everything at it because Jesus paid a price for it. And what will happen is that on the other side of that victory, you will be very, very blessed and you will be very um, strong, stronger in your faith. You will have a testimony. You will have a story. You will have a new way to relate to people. And you will grow spiritually. And um, amen. So let me pray for you because uh, hamburger smells <laughs> made the building. I wonder if they did that on purpose. <sighs> it's not the glory, it's the hamburger smoke. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of glorious, but let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for everybody in this place. And, and uh, you know exactly everybody's journey and everybody's things and, and injuries and pain and trauma and conditions and things that have happened to them. 
God, but I thank you that uh, during this time you're awakening a new, um, a new desire, a new faith, a new boldness to go after wholeness, to go after healing, to go after divine healing and health in our bodies. I thank you, uh, God, that, that it rises up inside us. We will not tolerate it. Even if it's allergies, we say no. There's no reason why we should do this. And we will not uh, have to perform and work real hard. We rest in your promises. We rest in your promises. And we take action for what we believe. So I thank you for everybody in this place. And I bless them in Jesus' name. Amen.